0: Welcome to the Panjiva Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Panjiva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for June the 14th. Iraq overtook Saudi Arabia. Valero beat Chevron, and TK bested MISC in our monthly review of the U.S. oil industry. Also, CMA CGM makes a purchase in Brazil, and Costco looks to sh- grow its volumes in a- at its Piraeus port. Let's get started though with trade policy, where we wanted to remind you of something coming up later this week. US Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross outlined on Monday that a report on his department's section 232 review of the steel industry could come before the end of this week. That case, and the related one on aluminum that may report next week, will give a sense of how the administration will address its desire to be more hawkish on trade in practical terms. It's worth remembering that there have been a lot of reports commissioned so far, but not a lot of firm action. While there's been some pushback from some government agencies regarding higher costs and the impact on manufacturing industries, there's the administration's sense of urgency does appear to be valid given re- rising imports recently. In steel, imports increased by more than 60% on a year earlier in dollar terms in April, which was the sixth straight month of growth seaborne shipments likely increased by 18% in May, led by Russia, Canada, Mexico and others. Imports in aluminum increased by nearly 40% on a year earlier in April, including a 50% rise in shipments from Canada and China, and that means imports on an annualised basis of aluminum are 20% greater than a year earlier and are at their highest since at least 2009. In both instances, what remains to be seen is whether commerce recommends a broad-based ban or restriction on imports or whether specific trade cases are launched. We'll talk more about this later in the week as we get more details. Getting back now to what's been going on in the logistics industry, there's a lot to get through. Firstly, CMA CGM has agreed to buy Brazilian Capitage Line Mercosul from Maersk. That works strategically for Maersk in meeting one of the regulatory requirements for its purchase of Hamburg Süd. For CMA CGM, Mercosul's 10,000 TEU of capacity adds a small part to its desire to expand via acquisitions. Our data shows that CMA CGM has been building its market share organically. Its Brazilian market share, in fact, has increased by 0.3 percentage points to 9.5 percentage points in the past quarter. Mercosul only adds 0.2% on international volumes directly, but will give CMA CGM access to its domestic customer base. Staying with expansion plans, Costco Shipping has signed an agreement with Shanghai International to increase shipments between Shanghai and Costco's Piraeus port in Greece. Our analysis shows that Piraeus has already been one of Costco's best-performing international ports. Handling increased by more than 10% in the year to April 30th, compared to a 2% decline at its Suez facility and a 4% slide in Antwerp. Asian growth should help boost Piraeus further. Costco's Singapore joint venture has handled 16% more volumes in the past year, while traffic via Shanghai hit a new high in May. On that topic, we've got three reports out on port activity today. China's ports handled a record quantity of containers in May after a 12% increase took the total to 20.5 million TEUs. That followed a rise in the value of exports and imports in the month in China. Ningbo Zhushan drove the increase in absolute terms after rising by nearly 30%. Notably Shanghai, as already mentioned, increased by 12%, which was its fastest rate of growth since August of 2013. Shipments to the US, meanwhile, lagged the global total, with a rise of just 7%, our data shows. Heading across the Pacific, container handling across California's three main ports increased by 2% on a year earlier. That was the third straight rise, but it was driven by an increase in empty container handling, which can prove volatile. Imports also outperformed exports, and both are similar patterns to those that we've seen in the southeast ports of Georgia and Virginia that I've talked about in the past couple of days. Long Beach had its second best month in terms of imports, but a 14% slump in exports meant that it lagged the growth seen at LA. Oakland, meanwhile, saw a small drop in handling as a result of a 6% slide in exports, and that meant it fell behind its southern Californian peers for a third month. We've also started taking a look at Russia's ports as part of our global coverage. Russia's ports handled 15% more cargo than a year earlier in May, and that was the 14th straight month of growth, and the highest since at least 2015. Growth was broad-based, although shipments via Arctic ports led the way with a near doubling of volumes. Overall exports increased by 10%, suggesting that the steady rise in the value of Russia's exports seen in April should continue. Changing tack now, we've got two reports out on the read-across from trade data to industry. The first is on the US weapons industry. Background checks for handheld weapons purchases in the US rose by 4% in May on a year earlier. That was the first increase we've seen since the November elections. The prior downturn appears to have left retailers inventories at a high level, cutting their imports. Our data shows that imports of weapons and parts were unchanged in May on a year earlier, having hit a high since July 2015, the month earlier. Ammunition imports, meanwhile, saw a more extreme shift, with a near 80% drop to the lowest since February of 2015. Finally for today, we've got our proprietary monthly update on the US energy industry out. The headline is that there's been a lot of change in the structure of the market during May. U.S. crude oil imports increased 12% in April and may have increased by as much as 7% in May. The stated energy policy of the Trump administration is to cut its reliance on OPEC. In that regard, exports by the U.S. rose by nearly 70%, but net imports still increased by 5% in April. Supplies from Iraq overtook those from Saudi Arabia, while Venezuelan volumes exceeded those from Mexico. Among the major US refiners, Chevron cut its imports by nearly 60% in May on a year earlier, falling behind Valero as the largest buyer of overseas crude by sea. Similarly, tanker operator TK's increase of nearly 70% put it well ahead of AET, which is owned by MISC of Malaysia, and that reflects a shift in market share that's been going on since the first quarter. That's it for today. If you'd like to find out more about Pangeva Research, head over to our homepage at panjiva.com. And thank you very much for listening.